What's up, everybody? It's the Alex Leak and Friends NFL Podcast, back for another week. I'm your host, Alex Leak. We got Brett on the show. Brett, good to have you back on. Hey, how's it going? Going good. Um, this will be the 2020 NFL Draft and Free Agency Rumors episode. A lot to talk about. Um, so let's get into this. Let's start out with the Tom Brady news, or the Tom Brady discussion. Um, Where will Tom Brady play in 2020? You know, we've seen this before. Guys like Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, uh, you know, Mike Vick, Donovan McNabb, guys we never thought we'd see wearing a different uniform doing it. Brett Favre. And, uh... To me, Brady's one of those guys that I just can't imagine wearing any other jersey than the New England Patriots. Um, do you think that he's actually going to leave? Um, I don't know. I uh, why not? You know why not? He's never explored free agency, so yeah. I, you know, this could just be something that. You know, he just wants to do to see, to know, you know what what's still out there. I mean, it, it was would have been a lot different five years ago. Yeah. But still, you know, I, there's not many teams that I, you know, I mean, in the position of it with him, you know, getting older and whatnot, you don't know how long, how much longer he's going to play and what you want to do for your future. But if you told me Tom Brady was available and he wanted to be on my team, it's really hard to say no. Yeah, absolutely. Even. He struggled last year, but most signs point to him not having a lot around him, more so than him struggling, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, the defense is really good, Uh, and uh, I mean, I had heard or been told that it was something, you know, a one-year, $30 million offer or something, mm -hmm. and so that's also hard to turn down, and if he's... It was something like he was looking for a two-year, you know, with the way that he's playing. Why not take this one more year for that? It's And it's also at this point, you know, it's not about – for me, it wouldn't be about the money. You know, if I really wanted to explore and know who wanted me and where I could play or where I could be successful, you know, he's got – even his money, he doesn't have to worry about that. You know, his wife, he'll be fine. So mm-hmm. um, it's – the fact of what he wants to do and just everything that's been talked about and with the phone call apparently today or yesterday that it seemed to go poorly some business yeah like it's who you know who knows what happened um and i know that you know i don't know he doesn't want to play or he wants to have I don't know if he wants to change. If he's happy there in New England with his family and everything, why not stay, especially with that offer? But um, if you want to get a couple years and you want to maybe change or turn something somewhere else around, you know, that that extends your legacy. Like uh, seeing, you know, playing at one place throughout your entire career the way that he has, mm-hmm. which is great. And, you know, it's awesome to see players do that. But at the same time, I it's really awesome. You know, he could add, he could add so so much more by going to somebody who never, you know, a couple years ago, nobody even thought about. And now all of a sudden this organization is thriving because he's there. 
Yeah, anywhere that Tom Brady goes becomes an instant Super Bowl contender. And I think that more so than Brady wanting to leave New England, because I don't think he wants to, I think Belichick wants him out. I really do. I think Belichick is ready for the next guy. He wants someone that he can develop. Um, I don't think Belichick is near ready to retire. He seems to me like one of those guys that's going to be doing it forever, you know. And it was sort of like Jim Moore with the Colts or Monty Kiffin or these guys that, you know, do it forever. Um, So I think... I think that, I mean, if if you're Tom Brady and you go, say, to San Francisco, I mean, would the Niners, would the Niners be smart to even do that? They just went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's a, he's a young, capable quarterback going, you know, coming into his prime. Um, you've got plenty of years with him, but then at the same time, you know... You, Garoppolo hits that that one deep throw to Emmanuel Sanders, and he's probably a Super Bowl champion, and we're not having this conversation. That's how the NFL really comes down to sometimes one throw, and the the narratives at least. I mean, do you think that? Yeah, you re- you referenced Bill Belichick and Tom Brady having a conversation yesterday, and and it quote didn't go well according to Sports Illustrated. Um, if you're San Francisco, would you even consider this? Would you consider Tom Brady an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo at this point in his career? Um, based off of the, I mean, this season, they were both, I would say, carried by their defenses. Um, yeah. Not, it's not typical to say of Brady, but yeah, he did. You know, he didn't have a lot around, and that's not anything about his performance. It's just the, the fact that the, the Patriots' defense did a lot to, to win them games this year, and that's just the truth. But, mm-hmm. uh, say, you know, it's much different with, you know, if he stays in New England and that defense is the same and he gets another piece or two around him offensively. They're it's contenders. Just, it's, right, and it's like, man, you know, it's – it's just going to be the same old, seeing the same old thing with the Patriots going to be, the, you know, not they're going to be led by the offensive power and Tom Brady and whatnot with a not so great defense, and now it's going to be that same offense with a great defense, and nobody wants to see that. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you're right. You know, the 49ers just went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. You know, he's young. That's your future. Could be. Um, and another thing is, you know, he came under, you know, you're having Tom Brady who, who was in the Patriots organization and under Bill Belichick. Well, so was Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. So you're, yes, he's not there to that potential yet um, or to that, you know, the level of where Brady's at. But if you take him, you know, somebody's going to want him. You, he's, he's not going to have a sit behind Brady at two places now. Yeah. Um, if he comes, so you you give up that, and then you you really have to go with the win now factor, and that means like immediately because if Brady's only there one or two more years, 
and you don't win and, and you don't have a quarterback that can step in and be as good or better than what Garoppolo's possible, you know, potential is, um, I guess, at least by the fact, you know, he he led them to the Super Bowl, so that's hard to, to give up for for somebody. But again, it's Tom Brady. I, you know, I don't know what they have in the works or whatnot, but it's this is. I'm glad I'm not the GM. Yeah. <laughs> coaches, the owner, none of that. You know, it's it. It's hard. Yeah. It's a difficult decision, but we if, don't know what's being worked out and whatnot, and who knows what's going to happen. If I'm the 49ers, if I'm John Lynch. No way am I doing this. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. a, I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo guy either, but he's young, he's not in his prime yet, and he played pretty well last year. He outdueled Drew Brees on the road and got that win against the Saints. Um, you know, he beat the Seahawks Week 17 with the division on the line. Um, you know, he was one missed throw away from winning a Super Bowl. He he played a pretty good Super Bowl, really. Um, I think that, you know, I know the Niners are in win-now mode, but I don't think that Tom Brady makes them that much better. If I'm New England, you just keep it as is, keep Tom Brady there, and add more weapons. It's as simple as that. Exactly. Losing, you know, losing last year is on... Not having your safety blanket, Rob Gronkowski, for the first year in a long time, and a hurt Julian Edelman. And Antonio Brown was supposed to be the guy, and he got cut. Uh, Josh Gordon was supposed to be the guy, and he got moved on, moved away from. So I think if you're New England, you restock, you know, give Brady some more weapons, run it back, and they're contenders just like always. Now, the the biggest worry is Patrick Mahomes and those Chiefs. Can Brady still beat Mahomes and those Chiefs? And uh, so that would be the question. If I'm San Francisco, why mortgage the future? You know, it's a, it's a league where you either have a franchise quarterback or you don't. Why mortgage the future for, for a 43-year-old Tom Brady, I believe he's 43, when you have a young, going into his prime, Jimmy Garoppolo, I just wouldn't understand it. So I think we're on the no, same page. Yeah. It's, you know, it, you're right. It's, you're giving up. You're stating that these, that this two years or possibly even year with, with Brady is worth more than the several years that you could have with Garoppolo when you, when you just, you know, and what you said, he, Went into the last week of the season with the division on the line and won. Yeah, he went in and played against you know the the Saints and won. And he was one one throw. I mean, there's several things you could say in, the, in that in the Super Bowl that could have been different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, you're right. Essentially, that one throw it could have been it could change the whole dynamics of what happened, and they could have been Super Bowl champs. So, um, I- you know with. With what you've got going now, they they had the top, the number two defense uh, overall. They were top ten rushing. They were number one in, in yards per game, passing wise, defensively. So, um, number two rushing, which you know, total offense, they were in the top five. So they were on top of things, and they're still right there, and they're only going to get better. So, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't. 
I don't think risking that is. I agree with you. It's it's. There's no way that if that's the case, and, and you make that decision um, in the front office. I don't know that it would really be concerning to me as a fan if that were the, that's what they decided to do because after so long of the 49ers not being there now they have a chance and that they're doing they have real big you know potential and, and what could come you know for their franchise in the next several years and that, that's gonna be based off of the decision that they make at the quarterback position here if it's even something that's a possibility. I mean, it's something that was stated and rumor that came out. So, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that that would be the, the wisest decision for your franchise moving forward for the next, for the long term, I should say. Even for the short term, you think about it. If the Niners stay put, if they don't do anything, they go into 2020, probably like the favorites to go back to the Super Bowl, as is. Yeah, I mean, why not? They, yeah, exactly. They don't change anything. They're who's, you know, I, we we have to see. They've proven it. We can put other people on paper and say, oh, well, this team, that team looks better offensively, defensively. Who could com- compete and change that? Well, yeah, we could say that uh, all day, but until it happens, like until it's proven, like the 49ers did last year, they I agree they would be, and not that they wouldn't be if Brady was on there. Yeah, but um, but you're sacrificing the future, right? So why why not? And you you're right. Look look at Denver for example. The Broncos when they got Peyton Manning, and they got a Super Bowl out of it. But Peyton Manning retires, and this is a team that didn't have a Garoppolo. They got you know, so Peyton Manning retires, and the Broncos have been trying to find a quarterback ever since. It's if you don't have a quarterback, it's the worst place to be in the NFL. And, Absolutely. And, yeah, you <laughs> And they're wasting Von Miller, valuable Von Miller years and Bradley Chubb years without a quarterback with Joe Flacco and and Brock Osweiler and Case Keenum. <laughs> right, yeah, this that that's a little you're right, and that's the thing, you know, that they did something that they I thought like they had to do then cuz they could have not gotten Manning, you know, and... They still would have sucked. Uh, yeah, and then would have just condensed, yeah. So they, I think that was the right move for them, maybe, yeah. which is either way. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, that the 49ers are not in that position, and yeah. they don't need to do that. You know, and it's not even guaranteed that they're going to get a Super Bowl out of it that way, which... It was very fortunate that it worked out for Denver, but um, you, not everybody gets Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, I know it's Tom Brady, but again, um, like you said, you know they were already looking for a quarterback. They got him even for just a little bit. He re- they win, he retires. That's that, and now they're struggling. Um, Do you, but you don't, you don't have, you don't have that in San Francisco. If you don't make that decision, whereas you would have continued, still been to that at this point, you know, with uh, as Denver. Yeah, and so that makes me wonder, like, this report coming out saying that the Brady-Belichick conversation didn't go well. 
So that makes me believe, I mean, I've been saying Brady back to New England this whole time. If that's true, where else is Brady going to go? Is it Tennessee? Is it, oh, is it the Vegas Raiders? I mean, you know, and then what does that mean for Derek Carr? What does that mean for Ryan Tannehill? There's a lot of moving pieces here. What's your prediction at this moment where we'll see Tom Brady start week one? Uh, well, I've heard a lot about the Titans, and that would be uh, that would be crazy if he stayed in the division. Um, or no, no, they're not in the If he stayed in the conference, I should say. Yeah, and still uh, has to deal with Mahomes, then has to deal with Belichick. Right, and that which you know he can, he can overcome that, but I think. Um, I don't know. It, well, there was the video of him, uh, and or him FaceTiming Vrabel the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the game, the, I mean, I know that they played to get you know that they've known each other for a long time, uh, but you know, FaceTiming a head coach from another team and a head coach FaceTiming a quarterback from the, that's, I don't think that they're like best friends or anything. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. But that, that seems very, especially with the words and with all this other stuff in New England going on, it's pointing possibly towards Tennessee. That could be an Uh, option. I forgot about the Vrabel Brady dynamic there. And Vrabel could look at it and be like, I mean, Tannehill played well last year, but is Ta- is Tannehill like a long-term answer? Or is he just a an average quarterback? Like, I know his quarterback rating was through the roof to get the Titans in, you know, into the playoffs and on that run, but was that Tannehill or was that a lot more Derrick Henry, you know? Right, and that, the, I mean, the... The same thing can be said though for Garoppolo, you know, was yep. the, their rushing game was the top, yeah. and it was, you know, was that more the Garoppolo or was that the rushing game? I, I don't know. It could, and it's obviously that regardless, the combination of both worked for both teams to get to where they needed to be. The Titans didn't even look like they were going to be, you know they were going to be competing for last in their division with just a few weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. But, um, I, man, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a decision made soon or everybody's going to go crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot of moving parts and, uh, I've kind of stayed away from it. You know, I've pretty much been like a doubter, like, oh, he's just going back to new England. We'll see. It could be a lot of just like buzz to keep people talking about the NFL when nothing's really, you know, not much is going on. So let's keep the Brady conversation going. But uh, we'll see. If he goes somewhere, it's going to be crazy. It doesn't matter where he goes. It's just going to be really weird to see Brady in a different uniform if that's what we see. Um, yep. Uh, but I mean, it's we. The last one we saw was Peyton. So who knows? Yeah. Now let's go to um, this talk about Redskins quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, there's a, a report that came out that said he had a really hard time understanding the offensive, the playbook, uh, even going as far as to suggest that he might be dyslexic, which is fucked up in my opinion. Dwayne Haskins is 
Like, let, let's have some patience, uh, Redskins. When's the last time you guys have had a franchise quarterback? Like, all this leaking and all this talk about Dwayne Haskins is pretty messed up. I was on record of saying that I thought he was the best quarterback in that draft class with Kyler Murray and those guys, and I still believe it. I think patience and, you know... Playing with Jay Gruden's offense might not have helped. And it was kind of a, a shit show there in D.C. So what's your take? You, I know you're a Michigan fan. You got to see a decent amount of Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. What's your thought on him uh, being a successful NFL quarterback? Um, well, I would say, I don't know. I think... He needs to be given more of a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, than, than what they're stating. Um, and let, 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 let's not refer to his time against the Wolverines here. I don't want to <laughs> Okay, my bad. That was a little cheap <laughs> shot there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's he makes he makes winning plays, I think, at, at times, regardless of how he does it, whether it's with his arm or with his you know, with his legs, mm -hmm. uh, he makes decisions that, you know, it's, it's hard in, under pressure as a, in any sport, you know, as a quarterback though, uh, he jumped in as a rookie and, and was playing there and, um, it's a different league I, level for sure from college to the NFL, but he still hasn't had a chance to develop, you know, and after the first year of, of things to, for these speculations to come out that, oh, you know, they might be moving on from Haskins. He's a bust. You know, look at the Browns. For years, they kept throwing quarterback after quarterback in there and really just throwing them out, you know, to the wolves there. Like, it wasn't – there was no preparation. It wasn't – it was the improper way to do things. And it it's, hasn't worked out. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what happens with, with Baker there. But – Mm -hmm. um, I think that he needs to be given another chance, um, or at least a you know a second year. Like, geez, come on now. Yeah, so, one year and done. Like, come on, you. They drafted him too high for this kind of conversation. This is why the Redskins are, you know, uh, a dumpster the fire. Redskins. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. They, I mean, they've seen all their other woes at quarterback from the pass and whatnot, and they have an actual – they have somebody, a quarterback here, a player who has a real high possibility of of having a great career if he's given the chance, if he's able to, to use utilize everything that's given to him, if it's wanted to be given to him. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like – I mean, they cut down those – I, I don't know. I've seen that, the, that that's the what they want to do as far as possibly moving on. But then I've seen, oh well, those are just, that's just rumor talk. That's you know that's all smoke and that's that. So I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't allow him to have the opportunity to develop for an entire second year. Yeah. Um, but if you you know again, if you see something else in somebody, that's the case. But I think. No matter what, somebody's going to give this kid a chance because he, you're right. He was drafted way too high for this kind of conversation. Yeah, and I think they will give him another chance. Hey, if you want to bring in quarterback competition for the guy, that 
you know, sure, go for it. But don't leak stuff like this whole dyslexic term being thrown around. That's a cheap shot. And it's it's BS. Like, it's his first year. You know other quarterbacks that struggled their first year? Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers. So let's, let's you know, let's pump the brakes and let him develop. And some people develop quicker than others. But, you know, it's stupid. And then um, the Redskins are going to be on the clock. I mean, so technically... They're, they're the number two pick. They could go quarterback if they wanted to. They could go Tua or Justin Herbert. I think we're all under the impression Joe Burrow is going to go number one to Cincy. But right. oh, yeah. in my opinion, man, if you can draft a guy like Chase Young and put him on a line with Montez Sweat and those guys, that could be a nasty D line. And why not keep up the old Ohio State trend there? Be the Ohio State Redskins. I mean, why not? Yeah, um, it does make sense for them to, to do that. Uh, you know, especially, what would they do? You know, they would trade. I mean, they wouldn't, if they were going to trade up and take a quarterback, who would they trade up for? You know, Tua, what, who's hurt? They could. Uh, who had recently been hurt. You know, you don't, you're taking a big risk there. They could try to trade up for Joe Burrow. That's about it. But, like, the Bengals aren't going to want to do that. And if you're sitting at two, you know, you don't trade down because I think other teams are trying to trade up to get these quarterbacks. You know, I mean, is I don't yeah, know. It's, it, um, or I guess I was saying if you, if you were to take two at two, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, you're, you're really risking – I don't know if you're saying that you're giving up on Haskins and you want to do that. You're right. You're giving when you take Young and you add him to that defensive line. It's it's gonna be it's nasty. Yeah. And that's where you can then keep that. But if you do take go quarterback or you whatever decide to, uh, I don't know, trade down or whatever the case may be. If you wanted to try that, then you. I mean, you could be taking a big risk at, at changing that and not getting something for your defense. And they could get young at two, and, and Haskins may not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you still have that fallback on the fact that you your defense is going to be tremendously improved. Um, whereas if you say, oh, you know, we're going to take two or take whatever, somehow they'll get another quarterback and try to replace – Haskins and it doesn't work out. Well, now you have neither one. So yeah. Uh, and, and again, two was hurt, or uh, and I'm not even saying that two. Who knows? Uh, but Haskins has been there for a year. He's had that time. You know, he's had all summer. Uh, this time off, he's gonna have all summer to read the playbook. Get you know, get through. Not just be thrown in and be like, all right, kid do this like mm-hmm. that's nobody's doing that in the world like you said you you need other other quarterbacks who struggled and then boom you know they were given a chance an opportunity they worked through it and it's that's like you'll never know if you don't at least attempt it to be so uh but you know with that being said i really wouldn't my 
mind seeing Chase Young wearing a Honolulu blue jersey. <laughs> yeah, I know so, you guys are hoping he falls. Um, <laughs> they can, if they want to trade down or so somebody else can get a quarterback or they want to go ahead and take some whatever, that's, that's fine with me too. I'm not too concerned about Washington's future, but if it were me <laughs> as in that position picking, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't stick with Haskins for another year. And, and if it doesn't work out, you still have the fact that you, you drafted young at uh, two and you can develop that defense and maybe get somebody like uh, Garoppolo who may not have to do everything, but can be there to be the field general and make sure that everything uh, works out for your for your offense. Yeah, I think the the common sense approach if you're the Redskins is Haskins was thrown in, in into the fire maybe a little early, and it was a bad run program around him under Jay Gruden and those and you know there in D.C. So give him another year. Let's not panic. Let's not overreact. Let's see what he does in year two with it when he's. Learn the playbook a little bit better and more comfortability with his weapons. And then take Chase Young and see how that defense does. Some people have said Chase Young is, is more talented or a better pass rusher than Nick Bosa. So if that, I mean, I don't, I don't see how that's possible, but if it's true, holy shit. So relax, DC. Let's not do anything drastic and just do what you got to do. Um, s- switching to the Lions... Um, your team, they, uh, you know, they're sitting at number three. Uh, they re-signed wide receiver Danny Amendola to a one-year deal. Released defensive tackle Damon Snacks Harrison. What were your thoughts on Snacks Harrison being gone? Are you okay with it? Does it make sense to you? It, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, um... The only way it makes sense to me is if there was some if there's something that nobody has any where idea of something that's coming that's looming. Yeah. Um, but because you know he's been the leader um, on the interior defense in the NFL for the past several years. As we know, he was with a giant hand when he was with us. Excellent run uh, stopper. Uh, yeah. Right, and he he cha- he's changes the whole dynamic of your offense when it comes to running up the middle, so or or playing up the middle in, in any way or facet. So that you know, having him was great for us, and I don't see why we wouldn't need to resign him or want to. But also, I I mean, I don't know what what's what's going in or what's going on if they're trying to. You know, I mean, the, the digs trade and whatnot didn't make sense, still doesn't to me. I, yeah. So hopefully there's something that comes in here in the future about that tells us or gives us an answer as to why the organization felt this was necessary. Yeah, you got to hope that, you got to have faith and hope that uh, Quinn and Patricia have a plan and know what they're doing, at least. Uh, what do you think? Right of star corner Darius Slay pretty much saying he wants to be, you know, get the highest paid corner money. I mean, I think he's worth it. I think you would agree. Um, but will the team pay him that? And um, first of all, is he worth it in your opinion? 
I think I don't know. He he's coming up on on thirty years old, mm-hmm. which is a you know a problem for me. But in sports and in, in the NFL and at the maybe not at the corner position, but but just in the NFL in general, that's that's you know it's getting there. And I see him wanting to be paid. That he's performed and done things. You know he's been hurt, mm-hmm. but he's stepped up and he's he's won us a lot of games that. You know, couldn't I wouldn't see being one. You know, his wins above replacement are, are high, a high number I would say, and yeah, he deserves to be paid well. Um, but if it's gonna come at the cost or the sacrifice that the Lions are unable to pick up uh, one or two other free agents, you know, veterans, guys that can come in and can make plays where we're building, you know, a one or two year guy elsewhere in several places, um, then no. But hmm. if for some reason we have to get a CUDA or I mean whatever we have to do at three, that's I would say that's gonna de- make a huge decision on it. Um I <sighs> I really would love to see him stay, but I don't want to see it happen at the cost of them not getting other pieces that they that we desperately need. Yeah, from the from what I've seen, is he wants to be paid a lot of money. He wants you know he he he's trying to cash out right now, and uh, he wants to get paid. He wants top corner money. I think uh, I know there's been talk about the Lions trading down from three for quarterback-hungry teams. I'm very high on corner Jeff Okuda. He looks he looks really good. From what I've seen, his footwork, his balance, he seems to be elite, like all, almost already. He's got a little bit of like a Revis-type quality to him sitting there at number three. I would not trade back. I would want to draft Jeff Okuda. What do you think on that? Yeah, that's... You know, if Young is there, that he's going to go to the Lions. But if he's not, Okuda will be. Mm-hmm. And that could be a huge, you know, having it. Imagine him and Slay on the opposite side of the field together. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> that's a nightmare for quarterbacks and receivers, uh, which I would love, you know, for us to have. Um, again, so that could be. I, I don't see why there's no reason to try unless they're going to get something just unrealistic mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as trading up which who knows you know in this day and age and what's going to happen but um, I agree they need to they would take him and maybe that's why you know maybe that was a big thing um, with the whole digs and, and with snacks now being gone that could open you know it opened a lot of space for them cap room wise to be able to sign somebody and re-sign somebody like Darius Slay yeah. so they could bring in like you said that what seemingly so is already you know in the NFL their kind of player even though he's gonna hasn't played a game yet as a rookie but he, I mean that would be dynamic duo again and if, if that's what it is you're right I mean it has to be a huge package to be able to trade down but I don't see anything being able to match the fact that they can have an, just an unreal tandem there at corner to start the season. 
Yeah, and my thoughts are this. If the Lions are going to trade down, I mean, keep it at like five or six with the Dolphins and Chargers. If you're only, if you're going to trade down, go from like three to five or six because your options are still pretty good whether Jeff Okuda falls to you at that spot or even if you don't get Okuda and you decide to pay Darius Slay, you could still end up with defensive tackle Derek Brown, who's a bit of a snacks replacement, or the combine warrior, the linebacker safety Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, who, you know, that would, I mean, I, I don't want to see him wearing a line uniform. So there's options yeah, here. That, you're right, and that's the thing. The middle of the defense has been a problem for us injury-wise and, and keeping consistency there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wouldn't be a bad option either. Like you said, to be able to, if we did trade down and, you know, maybe we did get the fifth or sixth pick and we get another pick uh, in the second or third or something. Yeah. Or, um, before that or the fourth or whatever. And then we're still able to sign Slay and get, you know, the middle there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a bad option either. I mean, it's, it, it seems like, Regardless, you know, they have options right now, and obviously Young would be the top priority, but if he's gone, you can take Okuda at three, you can trade back, um, and, and still, like, you know, you'll have a top ten pick. So, uh, it's the Lions, I think, are in a driver's seat right now for that. They just have to, I mean, they really have to make, do something dumb to make the wrong decision, in my my opinion. Yeah, and I, they have to be feeling the pressure a little bit. Uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, I believe, are both on the hot seat this year. And if they have another yeah. down year in Stafford's, you know, pretty much is still his prime, uh, then I think they're both going to be gone if they don't. This is a year that they need to get to the playoffs. I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah, they need to get to the playoffs, and they need to win a playoff game. And if not, they need to win the division at least. Yeah, get a home playoff game. Right, and they – something has to change. You know, no division titles, no playoffs since before I was born. So let's change that, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, let's look at the Bears since we're talking NFC North here a little bit. Bears have talked with Bengals about trading for quarterback Andy Dalton and are also looking at other veteran quarterback options. Derek Carr, if he were to become available. Marcus Mariota, Nick Foles, Case Keenum, etc. Um, Bears fans are a little bit like, you know, up in arms about the Andy Dalton. Like, like if we bring an Andy Dalton on a cheap deal... Um and he's the backup. I'm I'm Andy Dalton can be a decent backup. So could you know I'm not high on Marcus Mariota at all. But Nick Foles can be a decent backup. Case Keenum can be a decent backup. I'm telling you, I don't think the Bears have any intention of bringing in a quarterback that's going to replace Mitch Trubisky. I'm 100% Mitch Trubisky is going to start Week One because. The GM traded up to draft him at two, and his reputation is on the line there. And he's still, Ryan Pace is still like, you know, holding on to that slim belief that Trubisky can be the guy. Um, yeah, that's, 
I mean, you're right. I at this point he has to it has to come to fruition for them because yeah, you're right. The, the his job's on the line there with that pick and what he did to trade up. Yeah, especially so, with Mahomes and Watson available, like we've all heard a million times. But I mean, it's it's the reality. It is, and that's unfortunate. You know that that that's how it played out. But yeah, you gotta get you gotta give him one more year here and see if what you've tried to develop over the course of the last several years can come about. Um, and if it doesn't after this year. You know, like you said, you have somebody as a backup who can just immediately step in, and you can you can then try to move on from Trubisky if that's the case. But yeah, they, you know, he. I'm not sure. I agree. I think that Trubisky is going to be the starter for several reasons. Week one, mm-hmm. but that you know, if if it's not panning out in the first couple of weeks. You you know, gotta, he may not be the starter for much longer. Yeah, and you have to put yourself in a position where you have a capable backup. R- regardless of if he doesn't play well, he's shown the last couple of years that he's going to get hurt at some point in the season and miss a game or two. So you need a good that's, backup. That's true. Yeah, you need a good backup to be able to step in and still get you, you know, go one and one at least and keep your team afloat. Um, so... You know, would uh, out of all the options, there has been like Cam Newton and Derek Carr thrown around. Would if Derek Carr were somehow to be traded for and brought into Chicago, re- reunited with Khalil Mack, would Derek Carr as the Bears' starting quarterback would that worry you more? Um, <sighs> that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> What's your opinion on Derek? Vegas now. Uh, yeah. That they're I don't know. I feel like they don't even know what's going on there. They they were a what, like a thirteen and three team two years ago and then last year they didn't now they're like third in their division. I think like it's th- just really odd to me. Like three years ago they were thirteen and three. They yeah, but I agree. They were he was showing so much promise, but now they've kind of like leveled out. Yeah, and it's just they, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird that it looked like that was promising. Like, yeah, and, and now all of a sudden it's, it seems like nobody knows what's going on there. They're either, they're they're in every game. It's, it's kind of like the Lions. Like, they're in every game, mm-hmm. you know, up until the, the end of it, and then it's, one big play is made, and it's not like they have either side of the ball that steps up prior to that that puts them in the position to feel comfortable at the end of games. And then they ended up just maybe losing quite a few more than they had won the previous year for it. And, you know, now we're talking about them being down. But if, <laughs> um, you know, with the defense that the Bears have, they can, they can put a lot of quarterbacks in positions to do well and that, mm-hmm. that could be the thing with Trubisky you know I'm not stating that he's not the one for them but at the same time he you know you get a lot of help when your defense is getting people off the field quickly yeah and if you know you're if the 
that's changed even by a couple minutes of time of possession that changes the whole game. So uh, it's I think if Carr had that kind of defense, he could do really well. But at the same time, it'll be his first year coming in here, um, um, and he, it could be a huge <laughs> a huge problem. But do you think if Carr came there, you, you said that you think Trubisky is going to start. If Carr comes in, Carr's going to end up stealing the starting spot, I think. I think he's a better quarterback. He's got, you know, you. I think Carr has really good qualities. Uh, but, like, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think Carr would steal the starting spot, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he would, too. And I... I don't see why anybody could be upset or mad about that, but at the same time, again, like you said, they they did what they did to trade up from three to two mm-hmm. to get that. And if you just two years later say, "Oh well, you know, we're gonna just bring in this other guy," and everything that we just tried to do is for nothing, it's <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of upset fans there in Chicago, and you're gonna have a lot of happy fans around the division in Detroit and Minnesota and Green Bay because that's just, you know, it, it shows that you, you, you were working for something, going for something for so long, and then all of a sudden, like, why now? Like, why has it just changed? Like, um, yeah. you know, unless, it, unless Brady's like, oh, you know, I want to come to Chicago. Yeah. Then I get it. But uh, Carr, I mean, who knows? We'll see what happens. I think that the Bears have to, after giving up a few pieces or letting a few pieces go defensively, they need to do something that that shows that they can still be there. Otherwise, it might be in several more years of a, you know, being down for the Bears organization. And that's what happens when you draft a quarterback number two and you miss on him. So, this is my thinking. There's a couple different ways I'm going to go here. Sometimes. If you draft that high and you miss, the best thing you can do is admit your mistake and move on. And, like, admit your mistake and go aggressively after Derek Carr, Cam Newton, someone of that caliber, Tom Brady, that's proven, that's a proven winner. Um, yeah. Now, I do not want to go in that direction. I like, I am still... I don't. I, I know Trubisky had a really bad year last year, a pretty bad year, uh, very inconsistent. But I also am going to continue to point back to. I think that Matt Nagy had a really bad year play calling. Okay, I think that so much so that people were asking him to give up play calling at one, a couple times during the year. I think that. Uh, we traded up to draft a running back that we rarely used and didn't get him going at all last year. David Montgomery has got to be a key going into 2020. We have to get him more involved. I think that our receiving core, while promising, uh, led the league in drops for you know most of the year. Didn't end the year that way, but was still pretty high in drops. And that's going to hurt any quarterback. And fourthly... Absolutely. Fourthly, I think our offensive line from the get-go was very poor at blocking on both run and pass. So all those things put together makes it very difficult for even Derek Carr to come in and be successful. 
So, if we're going to go with Trubisky, week one, 2020, Trubisky and Matt Nagy both have to be aligned, both have to do better in order for us to succeed. And the defense needs to do a little bit better as well. I know the defense is the backbone of this team. They need to be a little bit healthier. Um, you know, but we you know, we saw the, the the potential two years ago when we made the playoffs. And Trubisky was the quarterback for that team the whole year. He got hurt, missed two games, but still and had us in position to win that playoff game. Could he do better? Absolutely. Is he a number two overall pick quarterback? Hell no. He's like a third or fourth round quarterback. But if you surround him with success, a good blocking game, a good running game, which I believe we're capable of, and receivers that can catch the ball, which we have a good young core, and sure up the tight end position, get a better tight end, get a better blocking tight end, all that shit, Trubisky can be successful. So... We'll see. You know, Trubisky's one of those quarterbacks where you need pretty much everything around him to be good to great for him to be successful. But I feel like other than that, Pace has done a pretty decent job at drafting receivers and different pieces that hopefully were were good enough uh, to be successful. I, I don't want to be... You know, I'm, I, we're too good to be missing the playoffs. Our defense is too good to be consistently missing the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Um, I do believe we bring in a veteran. I think, you know, I, I don't know who we're going to bring in. Maybe Andy Dalton. But if we bring in Andy Dalton, I'll guarantee you right now Andy Dalton is not starting week one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he didn't, you know, and I, I don't necessarily think that Cincinnati benching him last year was all due to his performance. They wanted to see what they had. Yeah. And then, uh, what was his name? Ryan. Ryan Finley. Finley, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but at the same time, uh, I don't know, Dalton has been very inconsistent throughout the years, so. Yeah. Maybe he does Maybe he just needs a change of scenery, and maybe Chicago's it, or maybe it's somebody else. But you're right. I don't think he starts week one. I think they they continue what they've been planning with Trubisky, and then if Trubisky doesn't prove what they had hoped, then maybe you know you can fall fall back and rely on somebody who's not gonna run your organization into the ground. Yeah, a capable veteran backup that's seen a lot of different stuff before, and should be able to come in and do all right. So if we're going to bring in Dalton uh, with the expectations that he's going to be the veteran backup, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's see, what else are we going to talk about here? Let's talk about the NFL no longer suspending players for smoking weed. That's a really good development. I was talking about this. You know, last year I kept harping on it saying, it's coming, it's right on the cusp, and some people didn't believe me, but here it is, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, it's good for the players. How do you feel about it? Oh, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, you know, an athlete, like, it's something that, you know, it, it really helps. It, it, it helps me 
you know, like I said, as being just a, a person, an athlete, going through everyday life, you know, especially playing professional sports mm-hmm. and football at that, you have a lot of injuries, you have a lot of bumps, bruises, soreness, things swelling up, you know, and... Head issues. And, issues in right, your head from like, all those repeated hits, yeah. Yeah, and, and mentally, you know, a lot of these guys are out there doing things and going into battle that other people can't even imagine, so mm-hmm. why not? You know, it's not a... It, it, it's not like it's a performance-enhancing drug. If anything, it's an advantage to the opponent. Um, yeah. You know, you would say if they were going to be doing it while they were playing, but off the field, I mean, what... I don't understand... Um, what they what do the off the field is their business, was. yeah. As long as it's not hurting anybody, who cares? And... You know, you got guys like Percy Harvin who said, I didn't play a game in the NFL where I wasn't stoned on weed. Right, and Calvin Johnson even admitted to the fact that he smoked occasionally before games, but a lot of times after games because, you know, of his, his injuries. The way that the game made his body feel, mm-hmm. that was the only solution. And taking these pills and the injections and all this shit that they're doing now. That's so much worse. It's just, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not good for your body at all. And, be, you know, if you can come home after practice or after a game, relax, and you want to roll up a joint or a blunt or whatever you want to do and smoke it to, to feel better mentally, physically, emotionally, and mellow out and calm down from the day or from whatever the case may be regardless of your occupation i yes. don't see why that should be a problem but a- absolutely they don't they don't need you know players don't need to be getting suspended for something that is allowing them to feel better no matter how much better it makes them feel or how it makes them better mm-hmm. as long as it's a positive feeling you know that's not affecting anybody else that's not going to cause controversy or blah 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 they're just you know it's why i just i don't understand why it would have been such a big deal before but a lot um, and that's unfortunate for you know players like josh gordon yes and uh, it, it upsets me because i don't feel that any of those suspensions were uh you know those they shouldn't have been done they just weren't justifiable and now because of this rule you know, he, he lost a big portion and chunk of his career because of something that the NFL or other sports organizations were afraid to allow into their business or whatever you want to say. And, and now that they realize that what we've been telling them for years is that people are for it, it's like, oh, okay, well, we might as well. And yeah, yeah so it's, it's great now that it's happening. It's just it's unfortunate to see so many people who had suffered from those rules and regulations before who shouldn't have been. Absolutely. When I talked to John Abraham a couple weeks ago, he said that he turned to alcohol, and a lot of his teammates did it, or or turned to painkillers. And how many DUIs have happened because players turn to alcohol and drugs rather than being able to turn to marijuana, which is much safer, not only for out driving, and being out in public, but much safer for the body, mentally and physically. Like, let's just call it what it is. There's no reason that it should have taken this long, and thank God they finally passed it. And these players have something that they can turn to that can help them. And uh, it's a good day in the NFL 
that weed is legal or that they don't get taken off the field because of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's just it's something that benefits and helps everyday people. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine how how it's helping people who are just you know going to their eight to five, nine to five jobs, whatever, and compare it to what these athletes are enduring. You know, we played sports. We know how it is, and some some you know some of you may have played sports too, and you realize the toughness of it, what it takes, the endurance, the strength. The, mm-hmm the mindset and it's not just trying to push through things you know physically it's pushing through things mentally too because if you could have the strongest body ever but if your mind's telling you that you can't do it you're never going to do it yeah and also with mental health and depression and stuff like that not to not to mention the concussions too it's so much better for them to turn to mentally and to you know, all of us, I think, turn to weed for a mental break. And for players to be able to have that option now without being... The the last thing we want to see is the best players in the world being taken off the field for something as as uh, minor as smoking weed. We want to see Josh Gordon... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, as somebody who's been, you know, has dealt with mental issues and whatnot, yeah, I can just, I can just say, you know, it, it's huge for, you know, for things that I that I've gone through and whatnot. Sitting down and smoking, not just helps physically, and I, and you know, a lot of people feel the way they do about it because the society and the government for so long has told them to feel that way. You know, if you've never tried it and you're out there and you're you're bashing people or whatever you want to say you know just either just try it once or or at least research it somewhat more like it's it's so huge and it's going to do a lot of things for for you know our country and whatnot now that we're starting to see and realize the, the the entire benefits of it absolutely so i'm glad to see the nfl do it and uh 2020 is going to be better already and um I can't wait for the season. Good to have you on. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but we don't have you know four hours to talk about everything that's going on in the NFL. But a little catch up for you guys, uh, you know, breaking down our not only our division but what the goat Tom Brady is gonna do and uh, the craziness happening with the Redskins. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on, Brett. Yeah, thank you. Great as always, and uh, we'll be back later with some more episodes, so stay tuned. Appreciate the support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment, and have a great week, guys. Peace out.